Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. The Pinball Show is hitting the airwaves with episode 76. This week, the Creasel and I talk about having a bad experience, a new Mario movie in the works, Jersey Jack Pinball making big beta waves with the launch of online achievements and the plan to run Willy Wonka Ellie's again in the coming months. We also discuss a spooky production update, Halloween hate, insert gate, Stern Pinball's Godzilla shipping around the country this week, Dennis and I then getting into a rather heated argument about location pinball decision making, the announcement and reveal of Alien Limited version by Pinball Brothers, spotting a fake Louis Vuitton, pinball market trends, deals of the eh, and eating good in the neighborhood. So much to cover with so little time. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Hey gang, welcome back to the Pinball Show. We're in episode 76. We are your hosts, Zach Minnie and Dennis Creasel of the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. How's it going, Dennis? It's going well. Where's Greg? Where's Greg I, at? Where is Greg? Where's Bill? I hear Greg and Bill, they were the hit. Bill they were well. the stars. Well, at least Greg was last week. He was the star of the show. The numbers were good. They were fantastic. Yeah, but people liked, uh, people liked the bone. Hey. Has his underwear outsold your underwear? I can say that there have been a limited number of underwear featuring our faces even sold. So I, I don't think we're going to find statistical significance for another I'm couple of I'm not asking for statistical significance. <laughs> I was asking which one has outsold. I believe we've both sold one pair. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, at least everyone has to scroll past it to get to what they want. And don't think that I can't see what some of you have put in your carts but haven't checked out, damn it. <laughs> We've, if, if that was the case, I think Greg's got me by a couple. This last week has been a fun one. I just went camping. I'm not much of a like camper. Like real dude. camping? Uh, nah, we had a cabin. Okay, so no. We had a golf cart. We dressed up in Halloween outfits. and, and Sounds like golfing from a cabin. But. Yeah, kind of. I can't wait till you see the pictures of me. I was so proud of my outfit. We went as like a 50s, 50s gang. So When I lived in New York, I remember there was a guy who kept referring to his truck, and he had an SUV. And I was like, that's not a truck. Well. Um, that's kind of like what you're doing with the word camping. But I, I don't think the word means what you think it means. But, <sighs> but anyway, I'm glad you had a good time. We had the kids dressed up uh, as like. Uh, Identically, like di- you always do. Well, like the diner. Worker, the girls had little trays. It was cute. Fletcher had his little bow tie on. He was some type of serviceman. My my oldest son was a milkman, so he had a full milkman thing on. The wife had roller skates, and she had a little poodle skirt on. Precious stuff. And I roll up as full greaser. I had the uh, the Cliff Albert jacket or the Negan jacket, whatever you want to call it. I had the uh, the pants with the roll ups, the, the the boots. Cigarette pack wrapped up in my... Oh, I was looking good. The chain, wallet chain. Dennis, I was on fire. Were wallet chains of that time? 
Yeah, I, you, they were kind of. I did my research huh. extensively. Okay, I never. I remember people having wallet chains, but obviously I was not of that time, so mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. I couldn't find the switchblade comb. It was mm. the only accessory I could not find. I used to have one of those, and I didn't want to commit all the way by shaving my face, so it was a B plus effort. I also went and had an experience at McDonald's that I wanted to provide to the listeners. Uh, how often do you frequent McDonald's, Dennis? Uh, I probably get there once every three months. Wow. Uh, me too, is what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Yeah, in Indiana, I bet. <sighs> me too. McDonald's is a train wreck. It always is. You pull through, you order stuff, you never get what you're ordering. You got to beg like a like a bum under a bridge for ketchup packets, right? It's a, it's a whole thing. You can never get ice cream. That's a whole thing. Stand-up comedy routine, I, I won't repeat. I've noticed that whenever you get the McNuggets, I love the McNuggets. Listener out there, do you like the McNuggets as well? See, they like them, Dennis. Do you eat the McNugget? Yeah, yeah, I've had nuggets. You go six-piece or ten? Ten. Ooh, look at you, a little small fry. I would usually get a full meal with a large is still under a 1,000 calories. I did not know that. If you've gotten a diet drink, not uh, not a regular Coke. Oh, I see. When it comes to the sauces for the nuggets, there's a variety of them, uh, many of which they just don't understand how to put in a bag. I cannot for the life of me, listener, order a regular honey packet. A honey. That was give me honey mustard every damn time. Right. Barbecue. Well, honey mustard's a common condiment for chicken. Right. Uh, just, uh, yeah, but the honey is where it's at. That was So they, they do have honey? They do have regular honey. Oh, okay. Regular honey and barbecue. And the trick, listener, if you haven't already figured this out, don't ask for ketchup then. They're going to be overwhelmed and they're going to say, hey, way too many condiments. You're not allowed. So I wait. I'm prepared. You wait till the second window when they give you the bag. Then you ask for said ketchup. I did so. I did so. Open it up. There's no ketchup. Hell, there's no honey. There's a honey mustard and no barbecue. I'm thinking to myself in the future, I'm going to order what I don't want sauce-wise in efforts to maybe finally land that golden honey packet that I'm so eagerly looking for. I'm not sure that will work, but I'll tell you what, there's probably no limit on sweet and sour. (laughs) And the funniest part of all of this, and the reason I'm bringing it up, is that there was a social interaction I had with with Booth One lady. I'm going to call her Booth One, the payment lady. And it's like a Seinfeld thing where you notice somebody said something to you that is so ignorant and idiotic that you both let it go because it's like, I'm going to pretend I didn't even hear that. So I pull up and I have a, a car right in front of me and the, pay the lady and she, she says thank you and whatnot. She gives me back my credit card and she says the following. Thank you, sir. Once this guy in front of you moves, then you can pull forward. Mm-hmm. Well, once this guy moves in front of you, right. then you can Because she don't want you forward. to get in a wreck. I wasn't aware that that's how that worked. I'm so glad that she reminded me that once a half-ton vehicle in front of me was out of the way, then I could proceed to press the gas pedal to move forward. What is, this is the dumbest statement ever. What good is that statement? I, I bet you once she told someone to pull forward and they actually just plowed right into the next person. Because <laughs> there's some stupid people that go to McDonald's. Oh, my God. I just don't get it. Stuff, stuff like that. I'm like, I, I, I quit. I'm done. I don't understand life. Anymore. I don't know. It sounds overly judgmental, given that the statement in and of itself is accurate. It's very judgy. But if I were her, I would have at least stopped myself. You know what? You know what? That was dumb. I don't even know. That's like whenever somebody says, hey, enjoy your movie. And I say, hey, you too. Right? That's, a, that's a dumb, I'm right, trying. Right. Now that one, yeah, I understand. And I, uh, 
you know, I've fallen into that before where you're you just used to using the yes. standard, you know, response. Yeah, typical close close greeting. A reciprocal combo. match. But I'll stop myself and say, you know what? Hey, sorry. Uh that made no sense. You're not gonna enjoy maybe you will enjoy a movie, but and I go and then Nicole's like, Thank you, get the popcorn, do something. I don't think the listeners f- found that story interesting at all. Let's talk instead <sighs> about you dressing your kids like Russian nesting dolls. I should have dressed like uh, the Mario because that's a big thing right now. You hear about that, that? is Mario I did. movie in the works. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the actors? Big star-studded cast. That is a weird casting selection. Like across the board, the whole thing is strange. <laughs> like I don't want Star Lord to be Mario. Oh, I'm in love with that man. Chris Pratt as Mario, perfect. He's a he's a leading man if I've ever. It's heard like of there's him. gonna be a mushroom and he's, you're gonna hear Mario go blue. No, it's me, your friend. <laughs> Goomba, I trained you. No. I was gonna go the other way and be like, I'm a distracting you, you big turd blossom. I mean, he's good. It's just uh, the Mario Brothers, bitches. It's just hmm. I just clearly they've decided to go with a list Hollywood star power as their strategy yeah. versus. You know, like anime voice actors or something that might more closely sound like the characters from the video games. Charlie Day is Luigi? What? What is that? I don't. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong? I don't. That's the greatest. I, I just. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't object to any of this. I just think it's really weird. Jack Black is Bowser. What's he going to do? Play an electric guitar? Jack I, Black can do anything. That one's the one that makes the most sense to me. Because he can be wild and zany, but Bowser wasn't really that animated. No, he's, just, he's mostly just grumbly gra- and grouchy. That's not a Jack yeah. Black character. Seth Jack Rogen Black is, is lazy Black. and just wants to teach a bunch of kids how to rock. My son, all weekend, whenever we pull him from electronics, uh, he becomes a normal human being again instead of a zombie. And he's very comical, uh, like his dad. He was doing Seth Rogen impersonations all weekend camping as Donkey Kong. Uh, many inappropriate. But he's 16, and I thought they were hilarious, so I let him roll with it. But uh, mm. he does a great Seth Rogen laugh. But can you imagine Donkey Kong? He had many jokes about smoking bananas and stuff. But Why didn't they approach me to voice Toad <laughs> for the Mario movie? Put your Nord man down. I'm the best. No, I can do Toad. Nail Toad. You really do Toad. But Keegan-Michael Key. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're going to lose all of their character. Just be a different vibe. But we do have a group of people that will never lose their character, and that is our TPN correspondents. Let's see what they've got this week. Yay. It's time for TPN Industry News. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. The competition is heating up in the battle between platforms that connect pinball machines to the internet. In one corner is Stern's newly announced Insider Connected application which tracks progress, allows players to engage with the community, and participate in promotions. It also takes a page from the video game industry by enabling pinball achievements. These are tasks that must be completed, like achieving all multiballs, for example, and that reward the player with that specific achievement. In the other corner is Scorebit, the application that can connect most solid-state pinball machines to the internet. It's also been adopted by Jersey Jack Pinball and is included with all new games. It does most of the things Insider Connected does, except track achievements. Until now. Jersey Jack has announced achievement support for all its games through Scorbit. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, for example, features achievements with names like Let Me In, I'm Starving, and that's quite a nice little candy you've got. These achievements are sure to increase player engagement and breathe new life into some of their older titles, 
as well as beloved Bally William titles from the 90s. In the battle for pinball superiority, I'd say that this round is a draw, with the real winner being all of us, the pinball players. For The Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg. Hello from Dr. John with this week's SHIT update on The Pinball Show. So news out of Spooky is that they are slowly increasing their production runs of the Halloween game. Currently doing five or six per week, but hopefully getting up to 40 games per week over the next few months. Um, They talk on their Facebook post about major code upgrades for Halloween with a few complaints from people that there's not much integration of the movie and not much code available as yet. Stop. This reminds me of the early days of Stern before they employed a stack of new programmers. But rest assured, Spooky have said as at the 1st of October there will be a major code update with 19 original movie clips being approved for use in the game and 15 of them will be in this 1st of October update. So hang tight people, Uh, things will continue to improve on the Halloween game. They're also doing a major Ultraman update in the coming weeks. There's been some complaints about some of the art on the playfield not quite fitting the inserts and Spooky's going to have a look at that and see whether anything should or can be changed. So again, the Spooky company, very responsive to people's criticisms and suggestions. So rest assured, those waiting for their game, things will continue to improve down the run. Worth the wait. And that's it for this week. Have a good one. Catch you next week. Hello and welcome to the Pinball Show's Stern News Update. I'm Craig Bobby. Well, the calm after the storm is upon us, after the much-celebrated and well-received release of Godzilla, leaving many late buyers scrambling for any unspoken LE spots and first-run orders. Yes, demand for Godzilla seems to be as strong as any recent Stern release, proving once again that when the world's biggest super monster teams up with the world's best pinball designer, the sales records will be broken. So in the wake of this buying frenzy, Stern continues to walk that line between trying to support operators by getting them their Godzillas in the next couple of weeks, while also trying to supply an absolutely red-hot home buyer market by getting most of the 1,000 LE buyers their games by the end of October. And now that Godzilla has gone back to Monster Island, there's been some increased chatter among Stern watchers that a John Borg Rush music pin may be next for Stern. However, with Joe Kamenkow appearing on the Loser Kid podcast recently and sharing that he's a financial backer of the recently opened Back to the Future musical, one might conclude that it's only a matter of time before a new and improved Back to the Future pinball machine comes home to Stern locations and homes everywhere. And speaking of home, with the 37th annual Chicago Pinball Expo fast approaching in late October, it will be interesting to see if Stern uses this event to officially launch their Stern Insider connected device worldwide, or if they will release it prior to what is widely seen as one of the biggest pinball events of the year. Based on comments made by Gary Stern during his all-access pre-Godzilla launch meeting, Gary noted that the Insider Connector hardware would add approximately $200 to the bomb of all new games. So the thinking is that in retail, it will most likely be somewhere in the $299 range. But again, we shall wait and see. Well, that's all for this week. For The Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side.
Well, Zach, it was good to hear from those correspondents. Oh, it was. And my fullest apologies last week to Ken Rudberg. He did submit, frankly, a great, great piece. And I just spaced. You, why do you always slight Ken? It's like he's your least favorite. No, he is. He's probably my favorite. He's. Yeah. I call him Mr. Consistency. And how I forgot him, I don't, I don't know. know. Craig always seemed to, well, but that was back when Craig still did midweek. Now I think he's kind of hashtag dead to you. So That shows in a rebranding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> rebranding. Uh, We're looking into options there. But yeah. Offer the full hosting to Lil Flipper. Oh, wow. My wife was complaining because I was leaving camping to come do the podcast. I said, look, I know what the listeners would love even more. You come back home podcast with Dennis and I will clean up the mess here at the campsite. She rolled her eyes. That's because she doesn't like me. No, she, she, no, that, I'm going to make that a thing. Yeah. Actually, Nicole hates me. Can't make it a thing with her. She's so precious. She loves you. She loves you. And she liked my, uh, my four inch crease with clone t-shirt the other day. Speaking of Ken Rudberg, he was reporting on Jersey Jack pinball this week. A lot of news. They get the headline act here at the pinball show this week. Jersey Jack pinball announced that more Willy Wonka's Ellie's in particular are going on the line. Wow. What is that coming in any time between October, and December, they're going to be running for the holiday season here. And we're going to see a small run of those. I asked and followed up and said, hey, guys, how, how many are you running? We don't know. Mm, small run. I, it's weird. I, I, it's weird. Apparently, because you're not giving a really nice, clean answer here. Because there wasn't a nice, clean answer. I was approached. Well, no, I understand. I'm not blaming you. I'm just yeah, saying. I, I don't. They, I'm sigh. I, I asked Jen, and she said more than, more than 100, less than 1,000. But then I read on. <laughs> less than 1,000. Yeah, I was like, okay. Well, a 10-fold range. Yeah. Great. So I was like, uh, I, I see on, I think it was Facebook, one of the dealers said that they sold out already. I'm like, well, shit, what does that mean? I'm glad I ordered a plentiful amount. Don't know what that means, but the price has increased, Dennis. By 100 bucks? By 500. Well, technically 1,500. <sighs> well, so Wonka came out. LE's at 9,500. GNR came out at 9,500 as well. In the meantime, right. uh, there was an increase in GNR LE to 10.5. At that time, Wonka was no longer being produced, thus a moot point. Uh, so when they came back, one would assume the LE's are 10.5. So I say 500 increase because they were likely going to be 10.5 anyway going forward, but they get a $500 increase because of uh, because of everything going on right now. So $11,000 plus shipping for Willy Wonka LE. I think they were just flexing on Stern. <laughs> they were like, no, yours is 10.5 now. Ours is 11. Now with Jersey Jack, LEs are the, their middle tier, right? That is correct. Yeah, They have okay. a collector's edition above that. When are they making more of those? They're not. They'll never rerun collectors. Did they make all the Wonka collectors? I do not know. Would they make 500 of those? I thought they I did. I don't remember. They had When's some... GNR runs going to be done? Are they? Did they finally send out all the CEs of that? Yeah, CEs were done a long time ago. It's the LEs okay. that just continue to uh, Okay. We've still got, I think we still have probably 30, 40 back-ordered GNR Holy LEs. cow. Yeah, it's a lot. A lot. Well, remember a couple uh, months ago, they talked about buying play fields at the end of the run, which is next summer. And it's like, wait, wait, huh? right, right. That's why I was a little surprised to hear this news from Ken about the Wonkas. Why might because... they do this though? Does it make sense? Well, I mean, there are people that want 
like if I were to pick a Jersey Jack, I take Wonka over GNR any day of the week. So okay. I'm, I'm sure there are some that would rather get access to that game rather than the GNR game. Do you think it's the case that they're building these because they have parts and they may be waiting for parts for GNR? That's what I thought. Maybe. Uh, you know that maybe, maybe, but I, I think, I think it's just probably they see it as smart to do more than just one game. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the demand's built up. Yeah, but if they don't have the workers now, then how are they? Well, I don't know if it's the workers or, you know, it, that's where your supply issue could be the case. Or it's just, well, we need more capital to come in and yeah, they think maybe. they could get these done faster somehow. I don't know why. I don't but. understand. I was also thinking maybe this is them preparing for the next title release, a rumored Toy Story. So maybe this is a second line they're doing, a small line so that they can start getting their employees kind of trained in how two lines running simultaneously works. Maybe that's now, it. at their old location, didn't they have two lines? I believe so, at the New Jersey. I and thought then, they did. I thought they had a small line and then the main line. And then I remember them running, uh, once they got to this new factory in Chicago, they started running Willy Wonka when everybody thought they'd run GNR. And again, I believe that was to just kind of, you know, get get the new employees up to snuff on on how to run a pinball machine and what better than a title that they're already comfortable with running in new jersey so that translates better than a brand new title in gnr maybe they thought that by producing two games at the same time they would get an achievement he's the best in the business ladies and gentlemen speaking of the battle for pinball online connectivity continues on with jersey jack pinball announcing this week dennis that achievements are here. Kablook! Exclamation. A- that was the Xbox achievement sound. I oh. forgot the Stern Bloop. achievement sound already. You know, Probably because I thought it was background music because Elwin was hitting an achievement every time he flipped. <laughs> I do find this odd side note that the sound of an achievement awarded on the Stern game recently on that uh, Godzilla stream sounded exactly like a menu option enter on the Jersey Jack operating system. <gasps> Ooh. Throw in shade. Well, achievement I'm not saying it is, but it was very similar to hitting that enter Hmm. button throughout the OS on that. And the questing sounded an awful lot like pin quest. Oh, connecting the dots. And the bits sounded a lot like score bits. Man, you're like Charlie Day now. (laughs) Conspiracies everywhere. But achievements are here from Jersey Jack Pinball. I guess technically they beat Stern to the punch. Uh, you know, I had someone else say that to me and I was like, I'm not sure because the Stern one's clearly active. They may not have sent the Godzillas out, but they were unlocking achievements on the stream. So the service is up and running. Okay. But it's hard not to get the feeling that they saw that Godzilla had achievements and they're like, we got to push this out now. That's true too. And we got a new code update for Wonka to support all of this. So their partnership with Scorebit continues to grow. And this is part of that with achievements. They already had the Wi-Fi. Uh, the online connectivity with Scorbit, you know, the leaderboards and such, but now they have achievements similar to what Stern Pinball just announced. They discussed on social media that achievements will appear in real time on the game displays as well as within the Scorbit app, and they're visible on the Scorbit user profiles. Willy Wonka's in the Chocolate Factory is going to be their first title to award achievements. It's funny that as popular as GNR, that they aren't launching with GNR live achievements as well. Why do you think that might be? Do you think that's uh, just I, because Joe Katz is really into this online connectivity thing? I mean, maybe. I I don't know. I don't know. Because weren't, weren't the software teams different for these two games? So in theory, they could have both worked on them and had them both ready. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they so both. I think I think it's weird. I uh, actually, to me, that's kind of why I, not to be mean, but I kind of think they rushed it out the door to get some achievements out there because of Stern. If they've only got one game and it's not even the most recent game, maybe this is to drive sales of the simultaneously released Willy Wonka rerun too. Um. Okay. Well. The five hundred, maybe fifteen hundred dollar increase, maybe the achievements help placate people on that. Those things are selling. John, I understand. No one complains about price. No one's priced out. Not yet. Oklahoma math isn't a thing. <laughs> nice callback. I haven't updated this. <laughs> Finally, I updated the damn Wonka code. And now here yeah, we are. Yeah, congratulations with on your update. I'll get to it, Joe Cat. So I'll get the connectivity thing going. Damn. Get the connectivity. Achievements are fun. I'm glad that they've done this, even if it is just for the one game. I will say before we move on to the next story, one of the things that did stand out to me, Stern Pinball may be doing this with their Insider Connected program, but I liked that, and there's so many issues with this, and they're going to be, but I still love the concept, that there is a trophy that's that's one of a kind for different tasks. So when you get to the leaderboard, like you're, you're the one that is the best in the world at this. Here's your trophy until somebody beats you. Then the trophy is then given to them. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. You know what I think? I would really like it that if you full cleared and got all the achievements in one of these games, the system would submit to the manufacturer and they'd like send you a, a hat or a shirt or something. I think it's a fantastic idea. It were, back in the old day, y'all, you're, you're too young to remember this, Zach, but. Back in the old days with uh, like Activision on Atari 2600 games, you could, if you got a certain score, you could like take a Polaroid photo of it really? and mail it in and they'd send you a patch that you could put on like a jacket. Could you take the glass off your Atari too? My Atari was made out of plastic because oh, I had I the Darth Vader edition. I see. The all black one. I don't know how they're going to do that. Somebody's just going to be like, oh, free t-shirt. That's, that's the people that I envision that cheat in life. Those are the people that the McDonald's employees have to warn. Don't pull up until after the person in front of you is out of the way. Those are the same people. That's why we warn them. So we warn everyone. Remember the fruit snacks? Speaking of Mario fruit roll-ups. No, the fruit snacks. I'm a big fruit snack uh, guy. Remember when you could pull this random color? I think it was a white princess, but if you pulled the white princess fruit snack from your packet, it was randomly, you get a t-shirt. I did that. Oh, do you remember? I that? do remember those, but I always just ate her. <gasps> oh, no! Nah. Want your free T-shirt? Yoshi. No, no, no. My Yoshi impression. Why? Why didn't they tap me to voice Yoshi? And where is Yoshi? Yoshi. Why isn't he in there? Maybe he is, but he doesn't. It's not being live action play. Or, or, no, sorry. Maybe he doesn't have a voice. I keep forgetting that this is not live action like the old one. I so Why, Where's to, John Leguizamo? I need him John back. Leguizamo. No, I was thinking of the Bring older one back. before that. No, who was, Bring it back. Who played sidekick to John Leguizamo's Mario? I forget. No, John was uh, Luigi, and it was uh, oh, Bob uh, what, Hoskins. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. I just remember As the Mario. old television shows, the kids shows back in the day. Uh, I remember the cartoon, the animated series. That was great too. But no, well, I think the animated series, they kind of threw in in between the cut sequences of the live action Mario and Luigi. Email us at the pinball network at gmail.com. And we're probably going to get Legend of Zelda with The Rock as Link um, <laughs> based off these casting choices. He just pictures a little outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I, just imagine, I just imagine him go, hey, excuse me, princess. <laughs> That's a cartoon callback for those that actually ever subjected themselves to that one. I'm just picturing Link with the nicest, most muscular ass ever. <laughs> like, 
Some of you might think that's kind of odd and weird, but uh, let's talk spooky then. Spooky pinball. We got an update. Scary. Well, Halloween's been in the news a lot lately. In the yeah. News. Well, they're 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 building them. Yeah. They're people shipping are out. Them. Five to six games per day for the first few weeks now. Their plan is to bump that up to 40 games per week over the next course of four months, expanding the crew continuously. But they're taking their time to keep the quality as high as possible. Uh-oh. Should be hitting their 100th game late next week. Mm. People are shitting on this game, Dennis. Let's not... Uh, <gasps> no. Let's not no. sugarcoat it. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. What do people not like about this game? Animation. Okay. Anything else? Inserts. Let's talk about Travis Meary here. Mm. Inserts. No comment, I think is his official response. Yes, yes. Uh, insert artwork. Light show. I've been hearing people complain not about the, the light art, show. Not the artwork of the inserts artwork. per se, but more um, you know, font size and proper positioning. Lack and, of assets. Lack of code. You know, I know Spooky's been talking about having movie clips approved, but... Hope they get them in soon because they've got. I don't know. I was confused. Anyway, uh, one of the one of the animators I know live. Uh, not, I won't say live stream, but I saw on YouTube at least a vod of him playing the game. Oh, Ryan, Ryan Palicki. Okay, I didn't. I didn't pay attention to who who the person mm-hmm. was. I just I saw a link and someone said they were the animator on it. And watching it, I didn't see clips. I saw, but I didn't see what I would have thought were placeholders because I saw actual animation, but like. Not the sort of animation we're used to out of JJP or Stern or even other spooky games. This was like layers of still images that then had after effects applied, Mm. like zooming or or I saw someone on I think it was on Pinside. I don't remember who who wrote it. So sort of mean, but I, I think it encapsulated pretty well who said this looks like the sort of animation style that you would be able to implement on images through PowerPoint. That's really rough yeah but when i would like you'd see the house a house and then there'd be this lightning effect which uh incidentally i don't understand because it wasn't storming in the movie but but the lightning you can actually like it's just another image superimposed you can tell because you even see the lightning bolts through the house so it's not even like cropped to just be in the look like it's in the sky it's it's just an image with less opacity on top Tony and I talked a little bit about that. Yeah, it takes more time to mass clip that and then layer it as another layer over the background of the the lightning bolt. Give the guy a break. And so, well, so the thing to me was they've clearly gone to the effort to give these, you know, an animation effect to a lot of it's using the art that I think is from the translator or or the cabinet or the play field. So. That there's animation effort here, so that's why I haven't assumed that this stuff is placeholder. Mm-hmm. But maybe they're planning for it not to be on the screen as much as they get more and more clips in. But yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't buy games off of animation. I'm not impressed. I guess that's the only way I can. I'm just, I'm not impressed by the style that they went with for it. So it's just not for the me. The angels advocate in me would say, would this animation be panned as much as it is if Spooky would have included more? assets from the film in there would we noticed have noticed as much not i don't think so not as much i also think had they not been coming off rick and morty they probably wouldn't be judged as harshly either that's a really because again it's going to get compared to those animations that's a really good point 19 uh have been approved Mm -hmm. and i think they're dropping most of those in the next update so we have just a, a couple right now i don't know how many are in at all if there are any at all i again i didn't watch the whole stream i didn't see any clips october 1st they've got a big halloween update coming which makes sense right halloween october 
Well, it would make more sense if the update came out on Halloween, but okay. Well, they can still do that as well. I know. I'm just I'm just telling you what would be even more. It would have made the most sense sensical once you start shipping these games because poor Ryan is getting hammered over there, and I don't know if this would be as big of an issue if they had more of those assets in the game. So I don't think this is just a Ryan thing. I think this is a this is a spooky thing as well. Well, I mean, they greenlit the animation approach. It's not. I'm not blaming the animator. That this is what they chose to go with. So man, receiving that feedback though, mm, mm, ouch! It needs more. It certainly needs more. Eh, it's all to me. It's really the fundamentals are about about gameplay. So, you know, if I were in on the game, I wouldn't be making a, a decision off of the assets. But if I was in on assets, I would not be pleased. That's all I can say. Currently, and it's not just be. that you talked about it. We ha- have heard other media kind of pushing uh, the issue of the art around an insert. Quickly, for you listeners who aren't aware of what I'm referring to. There's one insert down at the bottom that is a main multi-ball insert. It's a it's a long hot dog shaped kind of thing. It's not hot dog insert. Is yeah. it a hot dog? Insert? I think that's what they call them. It's what, hot what, dog. What, the, uh, the oval yeah, ones. But when yeah, they hot curve, dog what are they? That's a banana insert. An overcooked hot dog uh, insert yeah, it has a little curl to it. So on one of those, there are there's text that reads the multi-ball, but it, it goes off of the insert, which you don't notice until the insert is backlit, in which case. I think ball or all or it's cut off. It's not multi eliminated. Yeah, I saw an image of this. Uh, I've I've read more about the animation stuff than this. Uh, this, I guess they could on future. I mean, I don't. You're not going to change a play field, right? Well, no, but they. Well, okay. Anyone who's already got one, I think, is is out of luck. Would be my take. I suppose if they feel that there's enough pressure on it, they could moving forward start doing a smaller font to fit the full <sighs> phrase on the insert no on way. later run. Models. No way. No, there's no way. Why not? Because you know how many playfields they probably have printed. Oh, okay, so yeah, because they. I don't know how many they used to do things in batches of fifty. Oh, they're they're above that. I guarantee you they have four hundred playfields printed. They're gonna scrap those. Hmm. Oh, yeah, because the words are on the play field. It's not just the insert. Yeah, um, you can't. It's a weird uh, – I, I would say – I mean, I don't know how often that insert's lit. I think it's – I do think it's weird, though. It, yeah. I think it's weird that that got through QC. And clearly they meant to do it because they deliberately are putting the printing on the play field. I was going to say it as well. I It, it was an oversight. It, from an art standpoint, it was an oversight. I, I know why they did it. It's pretty clear to me that they had those standard inserts. It's a pattern on the center of the play field, as we talked about even seeing leaked images. It is a pattern. It's a main multi-ball. It's going to have the same size insert as the two above it that match that uh, the type of uh, mode or multi-ball. The problem is, if they were to have reduced that font size, Dennis, to make it fit into that insert, then they would have had to m- match that same font size on the other similar uh, main inserts thus making that way too small. So they had to make a decision. I think they made the wrong one because I think the third option was to stack that text. They could have stacked the text and put it within mm. the insert. Oh, sure, yeah. But that's what uh, Yeah, no, I, I get where you're coming from. But uh, again, you know, just like any hobby, pinball's full of OCD-type people that are, this is going to bug them. Yeah. Remember when Ghostbusters had the had the typo on one of the oh, inserts? The yeah. And just people just couldn't. There were some that were like, I can't have a misspelled What one. was it, negative like, reinforcement so people, or something? Yeah, I don't remember which one it was. I, I before care. E. But, 
you know, people were, you know, overall people were more worked up over the ghosting over anything else, really. Very but, true. but you know, it was one where I thought for a while when people were listing their early run models, they were noting if they had a spelling error one or not. I would could have impacted the price. I think Spooky always tries to make everybody happy, but in this situation, if I was running the company, I'd say, uh, guys, guess what? That was an oversight. That's on us, and it's unique, and it is what it is. Let's move forward. That's what I would say. They're loving, they're concerned over at Spooky, the little boutique company. If it was Stern Pinball, Stern Pinball would chuckle and say, hold my beer. <laughs> It'd be fine. But people are kind of crapping on this game. We're seeing a lot of pre-orders being sold on the secondary market before games are being distributed. I will say this, this may be a strong take. I haven't given up on Halloween. I'm not that concerned yet about Halloween. Yeah, but you were going to buy Goonies even if it was a pachinko machine. Like, you don't really have, like, any class when it comes to buying I, I do very much so. My collection... Not when it comes to pinball. You will buy everything My pinball, collection's so. full of class. You might not keep something once you've played it and you're like, okay, I don't like it. I, I agree with that. But it's like anything new you buy. So it's kind of like you are not a good example on, on taste when it comes to getting new no stuff. No one has ever seen such an exquisite taste. Have you seen it? Check out my water. Got my own underwear. That only one person bought. <laughs> Crotchless panties coming soon. So people are shitting on I and my strong take is I have not given up. By the time that I get my game, it will have more code. It will have more assets. The insert is a thing that bugs me, but eh, eh, whatever. I don't care. I want the game to be fun and I want it to fully project and display Halloween. And I think once time comes... We will get that. Rick and Morty was very similar as well when it first came out. I'm I'm worried 5%. I think it's a pretty strong take right now. It is. What's your run number? I'm 450, I think. You probably got a few more months before you'll get to experience the full flow that is Halloween. <laughs> oh, and there's an Ultraman update uh, in the oh. coming weeks. I always keep forgetting about Ultraman. I do too. Everybody's like, oh, that's the prefer. It's bullshit, guys. Stop. I, well, I'm not hearing as many complaints, but of course, there are fewer people that are in on it. So. Nobody gives a shit about Ultraman. You will not <gasps> convince me. You take that back. You will not convince me that th this damn community is so dumb sometimes. They're like, oh. Don't. No, they would run into people no, at McDonald's if that were true. so stupid. No, this is the preferred. It's cool. It's edgy. No, stop. It's the one that Spooky designed first. Yeah. Halloween's the leftovers. No, everybody knows Halloween. What were the three hedges going to be used for with John Wick? That's what I want to right. know. A building. You killed my dog. I want them to be three dogs. You my dog? Three dogs behind hedges dumb nobody cares about ultraman stop fooling yourselves people everybody wants to be the contrarian to be cool no halloween no, Ultraman's gonna cool. be the more valuable one zach i'm sorry you're not in on it i don't care about the value when it comes to this the better game is going to be halloween period better we can't talk better without talking about stern pinball they keep getting better so much so that they announced a game and damn it if this week we're not going to start seeing godzilla pros rolling out of the factory ending up at arcade locations around the country you're going to go play one yeah, but I don't know if we're getting a God. Well, Pizza I don't know if we'll be playing have a Godzilla coming. No, uh, 403 Club has a premium on order, so I might be waiting a while. Mm. I, was, I don't know if Pizza West is getting a pro or not. I heard two different of our operation suppliers saying that they were getting Godzillas, but I don't know if they're both getting premiums or not. The one was undecided still, and one was confirmed premium. As a owner of Flipping Out Pinball Distribution, we have a handful of operators around the country or locations that are going premium over the pro on this one. And I understand why to a little degree, but I, to all of you operators out there, I will remind you that I still think it's smart. If you're going to go premium, go premium. That's fine. But go pro. 
If you've got the opportunity to get this thing landed in your location uh, before everybody else in the country, go pro. Make as much money as you can because I hate to break it to you there, Charlie and Cindy out there locating operating games, but that pro is going to make just as much money as that damn premium. Get the jump on it. If you're in it for the money, get the jump on it. Get the pro. And then once your premium is ready, because you've ordered both, sell the pro. Boom. Go in the premium. That's what you need to do as an operator, I think. That's that's my tip of the day for operators. Well, uh, I, we've had that happen here before where they have gone pro to get the early run. Sure. And then they, they sell it and they bring in a premium. Uh, but that said, if you're in a market where there aren't a lot of operators, uh, Godzilla will be new when it finally arrives. So it doesn't really... I, you know, they're already making money. People are, it's not like people are, it doesn't matter. They make the same amount of money no matter what. I disagree. What, I guess is the what, what I'm saying. I disagree. Well, you're not an operator and you don't know. Well, so, I'll give you a, and it's showing I'll give right you a now. tip of competitive pinball too here in a second. No. I Most d- of the operation, and they've been on plenty of podcasts where you can hear from them. It's just determines which game gets the coin drop, but their money across all the games at the location is usually pretty consistent. No. Once you get a new game in, there will be the pinball enthusiasts who are going to come out just to try out the new game. But that's going to happen whenever it I happens. disagree. So I think whenever you put in the new I game. think that it will be older psychologically in these pinball players that go on locations minds by then and that also gives them the opportunity to play these games at shows or at, at, when they're traveling. So it's going you're, to be older. You're, that's true, but that's the dollar amount you're talking about is very very small. You're factoring a you're talking a hardcore group and then the hardcore group that also travels mm-hmm. and then the hardcore group and the share of that Venn diagram that also travels and also plays pinball when they travel. You're not your ignorance on it is really showing. And I would if I were you, I would shut up. I think typically when you get strong like this, it's because you know you have a failing argument. I would double down no, and I, say that I don't. This has been confirmed no. by multiple operators on other podcasts, which I know you've listened to. You just you want to sell two games to these people, so you're no. I don't it. need to sell two games to these people. I know you don't be need able to, to but I'm telling you that your logic. I see where you're coming from on it, but bottom line, the dollar amount difference that you're arguing for, I think, to most of them, they know that that's not worth it, and that's why they don't do it on every game. The added benefit here is that they have Insider Connected, the first game to have so on the pro. What are you going to wait till the premium to to have your first game on location? Be that it's like it's a double benefit here. Well. The the issue there is we don't know but by the time they're going to get the premium. The inside connected with the kits might actually mean they've already... Because remember, we got like seven other games that are inside connected ready at this mm-hmm. point. So uh, they might get the kit before they would take possession of the premium. Mm. So Godzilla Premium might not be their first connected I game. Interesting. Email us at the pinball network at gmail.com or comment don't, in the Facebook section. I don't. This section. is like, we shouldn't be talking competitive pinball and we probably shouldn't be talking, talking operator pinball because you don't know about either. Hey, I might not know how to run a drive through, but I guarantee I can do a better job than the lady that told me to wait until somebody pulled forward. That's what I'm saying. She was just trying to stop you from getting in a wreck and you're being mean about it. You're being a grumpy hey, grouse hey, about look, it. I got confidence, baby. My confidence always, always shines. It never fails me. Except for a couple of times. Whatever. Also, at Stern Pinball, there are a new run of Star Wars The Pin comic editions that shipped out this last week. Didn't see that one coming. Hmm. Prices increased a little bit. Well, I mean, I'm not surprised it would be the comic edition. I think they're at 44, 4,500 now. That's almost as much as I paid for a pro <laughs> two years ago. Oh, my oh, God. That's sad. That really is sad. I still like when you go to Stern, Stern's page, though, they show up under affordable games. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> which of course is the implication that yeah. everything else is not what a affordable. weird weird marketing term it's a very i mean i'm just surprised they don't call it like home games or something calling them affordable that's a really weird choice of words you might as well call it the cheap model well well it's just it's yeah it sort of implies we know everything else is, is batshit crazy i just the tj Maxx i don't think that's what they mean to say but that's what it says to me I think even more odd, and I don't understand this, is that they discontinued the Comic Editions Pro and Premium, but they can still do the Comic Editions in the pen? Uh, what? Well, the pen did come out later, so perhaps the licensing terms thus are, if they were of a similar duration, that they, that's still running. Maybe. That's strange. I don't. I mean, I don't so know. So strange. That's the only thing I could think of. I'm just surprised there was the demand for it. I mean, I've heard. I've still not played it. I've heard it's a fun little game, but it is. You know, a lot of collectors they just if it doesn't have a coin door, they just can't bring themselves to support yeah, it. Yeah, and the 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 parts are a little bit the materials. I can't. I can't. You know, sing the praises of. Is it, well, it's a cheaper build. I, it, I mean, they have to save the money somehow. Yeah. So if you guys are looking for a, the pin comic edition, go ahead and go to flippingoutpinball.com. In stock, ready to go. It's hard to even say that anymore. It's going to be really difficult to also try to say the following because I didn't know this was ever going to happen. This last week, Jack Danger of Dead Flip retires from streaming. <coughs> no, it's not that heavy. Oh. I know. We read on social media that Jack Danger, who owns and operates Dead Flip Pinball Streaming, as we all know, uh, he's like the main streamer for pinball uh, forever. Uh, he is taking a step back from streaming pinball as much. He used to be a daily streamer in the last year. He, he was here and there, a lot of cancellations, a lot of, you know, a lot of reasons that he wasn't streaming daily as he had been. And this was his livelihood. He made his livelihood from subs and bits and donations and whatnot. He didn't take on any sponsorship that I know of. He was really strong against that. He, I believe, works for Stern full-time. So this makes sense to me that he's taking some time. Because he can't do it all. You can't be a full-time employee at a pinball manufacturer, still stream five nights a week in the evenings, and have a family. So uh, more than most when they say they get it, I get it. I get it. But what does this mean for the streaming community? Not... Maybe not a lot. There may be. I, it's so hard to say because it, it's the issue is I don't know how many of his average uh, nightly viewers will matriculate over to other streams in pinball and how many will just go watch you know something sure. outside the pinball. I, I don't have a I don't know how much of it was held together by his personality and how much of it was about pinball. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing most of it was the former, quite frankly, mm-hmm. because because his numbers were so much bigger on average than most of the other pinball streams. In fact, all of the others that I am aware of. Uh, that being said, while pinball has become more and more popular, once I, I heard about this, I actually went and I loaded up the Twitch analytics. Mm-hmm. And his channel hasn't been growing for the last couple of years. It's actually fallen a little bit in terms of average views. Oh, okay. Not talking subs or anything. I'm talking the number of people watching. Mm. So even though pinball's gotten more and more popular, uh, and especially with people staying home 2020, yeah, we've seen viewership go up I on think other they've channels. already... Yeah, they've been, you know, there's so many. We saw, as you know, Zach, we've seen such a surge in the number of pinball streamers. And a lot of those have continued even with uh, us going past the lockdowns and stuff that were related to COVID. So 
It's like, even if most of his audience were to go into the pinball streaming section and find other streamers to regularly watch, it's so diversified now Mm. that I don't think you're going to see someone rise as the quote unquote new dead flip. I just think it's going to, that, that audience, if anything, will just fragment across all the massive quantity of channels that exist now. I think it's a good analysis. I completely agree with you. I think that Jack uh, is smart enough to know that his his ceiling in pinball was capped it wasn't growing at the pace that he would have liked to grow his brand. So he tried to branch out to other ambassadors and popular individuals on Twitch. And now that he's working more within the manufacturing realm, which I think is very smart for him as he and I and many media creators are, are aging. So we're not in our prime when it comes to some of the things that he wished to do in life with regard to you know television, broadcasting, hosting, and et cetera. I think it's a probably smart move for him and probably a healthy move. So all the best of luck to him and his family. Right. I hadn't heard him. I mean, I hadn't heard that he was with a manufacturer or anything. So if he's taken on a full-time job, I, this, it, it makes sense. I don't sense. think he said um, it, but damn it. Like, come on, <laughs> he's working for Stern. I don't know why, if that's a secret or I don't know. I'd be, be proud of it. So, so regardless, uh, if taking on any full-time job, I, completely would agree why because he mentioned pulling 14 to 16 hour days yeah. in his uh in his step back post and i was like yeah but surely this wasn't 14 to 16 hour days of doing the stream no, right because no. the streams were usually only a few hours and i'm sure they're set up and stuff but when he's shooting from the studio uh, how you know i was like how much time does that really take when you when you know your rig and it's in your space yeah, and all you it's- know you understand maybe 14 where, where to 16 from, so. hours a week i mean i know streaming. streaming is the hardest thing you could do in pinball but and podcasting is the easiest, in case anyone didn't know. That was know a callback and very passive aggressive. Was, was right it? There. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know about those things. But yeah, if he's if he's busy working somewhere, I mean, here's the thing with Twitch, and this is, and I could be completely wrong, but this is my interpretation. And we and TPN have had so many discussions with our streamers, mm-hmm. you know, about just the, you know, the theory of, of streaming and all of that. Pinball, as much as it's growing, it is not an area where you would want to, in my view. You would want to be making your full-time living live streaming pinball. It's just not popular enough. As you noted, there was a ceiling that's like, and Jack seemed to have discovered Mm -hmm. it. And the way to become a successful Twitch streamer to, I think to the degree that maybe he would have wanted when he first started getting, you know, being partner and getting and doing it full-time requires you to play like a popular game or become a successful variety streamer or something along those lines. And so, you know, the, the world of shroud is, him playing the video. In fact, I, I, my understanding is when Shroud would start to do stuff with pinball, his numbers fell off a cliff. I would imagine so. It's not because they didn't like him. It's just that is not something that a lot of people... Well, and I mean, Tony, uh, for my co-host on Eclectic Gamers Podcast, he'll be the first to tell you, he's very transparent about it, is he loves to play pinball. He hates watching it. Mm. Hates watching streams of it. Thinks it's the most boring thing you could possibly do. And he won't support them because he's like, it's... You can't see the ball. I mean, I, whatever his reasons are, you just think it's a bad medium. It's a bad thing to stream. Now, I don't agree to the extent that he goes out and, on that, but I, I do admit when I watch pinball streams, it's not really to watch the game. Absolutely. Which is like taking up one third of the screen. I mean, is the logistic? I've whined about the logistics of trying to stream pinball and how it's just not conducive. Yeah, I'm but. tuning into the channels that I can chat with the group that I know is there or the host themselves. And we talked in a conversation, I think this last week, Maybe the TP and I forgot where we were at, Dennis, but I said the following. I said, look, give me two new streamers, one that streams gameplay 
and one that streams just themselves talking about pinball. And I can guarantee you, I'd put money on it, that that person simply talking about pinball is going to have more consistent numbers than the person playing pinball. Mm -hmm. It's just true. And it's and that's the thing with with Jack is it's not his studio full of games that made his stream attractive. It's his personality yeah, and and his performance he does on the stream that's interesting. Mm -hmm. At least that's my view. Yep. And the reveals that helps too. Anyway, I I hope he enjoys what he's doing now though, and uh, that it is a smooth transition for him. Absolutely. There's not been as many smooth transitions when it comes to Pinball Brothers trying to produce and develop this alien machine that was once done so by. <laughs> Right, Andrew That's my alien hiss. Highway pinball. That was a good hiss. Is it with or without acid? That was a regular hiss. Okay, acid-free hiss. Do they hiss acid? Can they spew acid? Uh, you know, I, I didn't forget. think they could until Alien Resurrection, and then one of them did. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, now they can spit acid. That's not fair. Of course, those were genetically manipulated Sigourney Weaver clone aliens, so they were a little different. They moved differently. Premature acidulation. And then we got to watch an alien give live birth to an alien. There was not a dry eye in, in the theater. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no one thought that scene was gross. Pinball Brothers announced this last week and showed off their alien LV model. LV? What does LV stand for? Well, it stands for limited version instead of. Uh, why does everyone have to have a breakdown? I don't know. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Uh, this, this last week they announced the LV version, which is going to run you $10,695 plus the Louis Vuitton version. $10 shipping. Yeah. That's a lot. That we're we're over eleven k to get this thing to your door. Wow, that's more than a Godzilla, Ellie. That's true. They had to just they had to one up them there. For reference, the SV model standard version is eighty one ninety five ship. So you're looking at uh, three grand more. So what does it have in it, Dennis? I, I thought that's what you were asking. I, I in my mind I was wondering what does the Louis Vuitton version have? <laughs> your Louis Vuitton comes with, and the SV is the Sammy Vuitton. Hey, I'm like my brother, but you bought me on the street corner. Still a Vuitton. Trust me. It's got a V on it. <laughs> v is for victory. That's right. It comes with custom color powdered. It comes with custom color powdered. It comes oh my with God, Zach. custom color powder coated armor pack. Or the CCPCAP. And of this, there's side armor that is custom cut Xeno head. I don't... Mm, eh. It looks a little Xeno heady, I suppose. It's weird. Looks weird. There's yeah, I mean, it's really basically the in my in my view, it's basically regular side armor, and then they cut a little mouth on the edge. Yeah, they might have rounded the head of hair, but it's, they uh, they added a lit up playfield backboard art. I like that feature. Rotating game interactive beacons. Now shorter. Mm, people love those beacons. They're shorter now. I don't know if you noticed that. People love these bees. Yeah, yeah. Or cons. Beacon lights. They're baby beacons. They have a limited number. <laughs> they, they do look like someone stepped on them. I know. <laughs> <laughs> collapsible cup <That's> beacons. <laughs> the collapsible cup. I remember those. Yeah, I uh, think I still have one around here. I remember Waterboy when he <laughs> <laughs> shakes one out. Uh, they come with a limited number dog tag. And people love those things. Anti-reflective glass, an open pop bumper egg. I think it's a nice little feature, actually. Lit inner side blades. Okay, I like those. Like the pin graphics power blades things. Limited artwork. I will say the back glass on this one is 
phenomenal. It does look good. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't know if that's the Brian Allen piece that I bring him back. That's phenomenal. Uh, shaker motor and a limited apron. I don't know what that means, limited apron, but we'll find out more soon, I suppose. They didn't have pricing and announcement, but I went to Cointaker because they were the primary distributor for uh, the Pinball Brothers, and that's the price that they had, 10695 plus 418 import and shipping. New LV. Do you think this thing sells a thousand units? Because that's what they're thinking they're going to release. Uh, you know, normally I would say no, not at this price for this particular game. But pinball is weird now. I'm going to say no because <gasps> they can't ship them fast enough. If you could ship them uh. fast enough, yes. But this is going to be an afterthought after 300 models because people are going to be wanting the next thing. Maybe the Matrix comes out. Back to the Future comes what's, out. What's Pinball Brothers' next game? Uh, the rumor is they have the Queen license. Hmm. And that's a drastic difference in theme uh, and well, an yeah. IP than Alien. I'd take Freddie Mercury in a fight over a Xenomorph. Maybe not the Queen. Well, uh, you know, Freddie Mercury has that song killer, Queen. What did you oh. think it was about? Oh, so smart. That's what I'm here for. I, it's weird they have another distributor, too, at Pinball Brothers. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. Yeah, flipping out pinball. Now another dealer <gasps> of pinball. Oh, you'll you'll sink and do anyone. I will not. Deep and root. I will say there <laughs> is pod. I will not. I didn't do deep root. The record Get show. Get them pin pods in stock. I did do. Uh, I I did, but didn't do Cosmic Carnival. Oh yeah, you did Suncoast. But to be fair, I ordered one, played it, and refused to sell more. That's true. I do remember that. So, but the one thing I remember more is you also promised to stream that well, on the flipping out channel and you did not keep your promise. I did. I did not keep my promise there. You're correct. No way around that one. So we are going to, we're going to take a chance here on the pinball brothers. I like overall what I see. This is a hot title. When I played the highway one, I had a lot of fun on it. Uh, theme integration is top notch. There were some things that I wish were still on here that uh, from the previous Highway Pinball version. But overall, I, I'm still excited about it, and I'd like to play it. If this hmm. is a clusterfuck, then we won't be selling it. I'd like to try their version of it. I, yeah. you know, I was impressed by the code in the original one. And you're right, the theme integration was very good. But the, oh, the mechanics, there were so many problems. And I wasn't a huge fan of how it shot. Like It was such that I wouldn't mind playing it on a location, but I wasn't going to buy it. And, I mean, it's, it's Roadshow. I mean, you're, and that's probably the thing because I don't like Roadshow. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fun. It's different. Uh, the design is very much different than you're going to see on typical games, much less wide bodies. But it's different, and it's but still. It is alien. one of my most favorite themes ever. It is, and the side art. I don't buy off themes. Looks so. good. Side art. So I'll just go and move on. We'll get you a standard. Uh, merch update. We still have merchandise up for sale. We still got some limited plenty of underwear. Plenty of underwear. Believe it or not, we have sold more products than other podcasters' limited edition stuff. Oh, the dick measuring continues. So sad. It's up there if you guys want to buy it. That's about it. And I think we'll be rolling out new fun stuff, you know, periodically as well. People are begging for a Nordman t-shirt, I hear. Why? Um, because he's the caped canary in the coma. I mean, come on. Hmm. He's a silver ball knight. He is. Come on. He is. It's Nordman. He's always on the quest to find the truth. The truth that his engineer is out there somewhere. Oh. Where's my Lucius? <laughs> what? Who's going to help me make these games? <laughs> I need an engineer. No one ever gives one to me. Now I got to go back to the Nord cave. I can't tell you where it is. All I can tell you is it is a former coal mine that I converted with my technology. 
and plastic. Lots of plastic. <laughs> White water is the greatest topper ever. It does not look like a squished cup. Alien, I partially designed you. I did. I think you did. Had I finished, the game would have had more plastic ramps. That's right. Where is Rachel? Is she playing my game? Where is she? He's going to need a sidekick at some point. And I'm not saying that's going to be me, but he's going to need a sidekick. And I don't know who it's going to be. Maybe it's his... It'll be David Fix. He is oh, the boy no. wanderer because he oh, wanders no. onto every podcast. <laughs> the handler. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so see, people are wanting Nordman t-shirts. I don't know. I'm working on this t-shirt. Uh, it's brilliant. It's all black. It's got white lettering. It's all black. It's, be it's, sure to oversaturate it's, it. Though. It's all black. It's got white lettering really big on it. It might be limited to 122. And it just says marketing genius on it. Do you think anybody would buy it? <laughs> yeah, we probably sell a couple. <laughs> it's back, Dennis. It's hot and it's tenacious. And it wants the blood of your unborn. Oh, God. <laughs> Never mind. I don't know. That's not it. That's not it. It's a fun, cheery, rainbow shooting out your ass kind of segment that we like to call Pinball Market Trends. Pinball Market Trends, sponsored by no one. I guess it could be sponsored by Flipping Out Pinball or the Pinball Show or the Pinball Network. How could the Pinball Show sponsor the Pinball Show's segment? Yeah, that's... It doesn't. It's silly. Bunch of shills over here. Speaking of shills and trending things up, up this week is Elvira's House of Horrors, the little game that could, speaking of Nordman. I don't know what they're going to do with Elvira, listener. This game continues to receive just as many just as many pre-orders from us at Flipping Out Pinball than any other game minus a new release. I, I don't even know what to tell people at this point. Sure, we can take your order because we have a bajillion on order. I have no clue what's going to happen. No clue. And if you look on the secondary market, numbers don't lie. I only report the facts here at the Pinball Show, Pinball Market Trends. And numbers don't lie on Elvira's House of Horrors or Ehoch, as some people pronounce it. Ehoch. Is that what you call it? I don't know. Ehoch. Yeah. The numbers for a secondary, even premium, are higher than that of a brand new one in the box. They have not. Wow. Well, it is a fun game. Yeah. They've not ran much. Over the last year, if it all it may may have had one run in twenty twenty one thus far. We know that there's gonna be a twenty twenty two run. I don't know when they're how many they're gonna run. I don't know when they're gonna run them in twenty twenty two, but we just need see the numbers continue to rise and anymore you don't see Ellie's or signature Ellie's even come up for sale. They're amongst those kings of the secondary market right now. Elvira House of Horse. I could see you owning one at some point. Well, the problem was as a as a specialty run with no pro model, it and the price just keeps going higher and higher. So uh, I don't really see myself getting one. But well, no, I was talking about in the pinpocalypse. Like once oh. once everything dries up, people have have gotten rid of all their pinball machines. They don't care anymore. Yeah, maybe eventually. Yeah. Because you're like Dave Fix. You guys have been in this for a decade or two. I'm more aware of Picasso's watercolor background, but. <laughs> You'll be able to buy him for 1200 bucks like a Circus Voltaire back in 98. Yeah, in 98, uh, Williams was dying. Those were the days. Mm, those were the days. Let's bring back Cactus Canyon, though. It'll be a hit. You know, in this market, I guess so, but but I'm not, but, but, but not for any good reason. Think Lyman's own code? Uh, you know what? Yeah. <gasps> the wow. The is that he's been helping uh, on contract basis. Ooh. You guys That's what my that. spies tell me. 
Wow, that's a hot take there. I have many spies, you know, birds, beasts, Applebeezes. He's reading ahead, listener. What? Notes? We don't prep for this. This is podcasting. Easiest thing in all of pinball. No preps for notes, precious? No, we want our special, special sauce. Our bourbon steaks is precious. <laughs> I can't even get the joke out now. Turning up this week is Applebee's. Do you ever oh. do you ever frequent the, the chain restaurant Applebee's? Not ever since Talladega Nights, no. That's where they end up when his, with his dad going. That's like their fancy oh, restaurant. right. Right. It is fancy to some people. I think it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing with a new hit song. I don't know if you've heard this. The kids are the kids are raving about it, and this is the song that was put on repeat this last week, and I thought I was going to rip my fucking hair out with my <gasps> girls playing. You have so little left. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh I know. Hashtag too soon. <laughs> I'm taking meds and ointments for it now, damn it. Give it time. It takes at least 8 to 12 months. If you were a cow like me, you wouldn't need to worry. But my girls were putting this on, and they were doing the dance and the swinging. Oh, no, there's a dance? There's a dance. This is a TikTok song. so that there. I don't even do the TikTok. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Come on, got that Bourbon Street steak or the Oreo shake. And the- That's probably a good stopping point. Okay, sorry. Thanks for letting me squeeze one in there. I felt good. Well, I could tell that emotionally this was very important to you. Wow, I was al- I'm almost back now. My arms are sweating. I'm, I'm feeling good. See, that singing brings out the best of me. You've not heard this song? TikTok no, song. I have not. Now, nope. have you, do you frequent Applebee's when you're taking a hot date out? I told you I haven't been to Applebee's since Talladega Nights came out, so no. Just, Actually, I take that back. I have been one time. Just tells me your dating life is shit right now. <laughs> yes, because there's only one place for a date, and that's Applebee's. No more chilies. No rules, just right. Oh, wait, that's not backstage. <laughs> <laughs> onion blossom. <laughs> like, I got you the onion blossom. What more do you want? <laughs> The onion blossom looks better than it tastes. It really does. That is true. It completely so true. Yeah. Oh, what a letdown. It's mostly just grease. Yes, it's not any good. Bourbon Street I'd rather steak. just have queso and tortilla chips. You can get down with the Oreo shake, though, right? Oh, God. Uh, no, I, um, I've never had an Oreo shake. Wow. I'm not a big Oreo guy, but I'll eat the Oreo shake. And I know you're a big beer drinker, especially cheap beer. Uh, a Natty and the Star Foam. Bougie. Like Natty in a star foam, uh, referring Dennis to, to you're not, not part of the cool kids TikTok, uh, but they're referring to bougie, really upscale kind of stuff, but still keeping it reals, as the kids say. And they're referring to a Natty as a natural ice, uh, a higher alcohol content percentage uh, in a cheaper beer. And I'm talking about star foam because they don't want a Yeti, it's too expensive. So a, a throwaway star foam cooler, I believe, is what they're referring to as a bougie like Natty. And the star phone. Have you hmm. have you ever chugged a natty on spring break in Panama City for beads? Not speaking for No, experience. I've never been to Panama City. Ever? No, nope, I'm sorry. For $10,000, would you go on spring break with me and me alone in Panama no. City Beach? No? Nope. 50000 but we wear Speedos. Maybe. Yes. Fancy like. So that song is training up. And because of it, what superior... Marketing, speaking of marketing geniuses, than the Applebee's folks. Man, what a dying brand that was. I'm surprised that they were able to keep it afloat this long. But boom, here we go with Applebee's, and now their stock is rising. You didn't like their when you're here, your family. Oh, wait, that's Olive Garden. I'm it. I don't know what now Applebee's did. there's something did. there. 
Something good in the neighborhood or something. Oh, I think that's eating good in the neighborhood. They ditched that and they won all in with Walker Hayes. Fancy like. You're going to have that song stuck in your head for the rest of the day. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Trending down this week is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Pro Edition. Not the Data East, but the Stern. Sorry, Joe Kamikaze. He's like, he's proven my point. <laughs> uh, almost as good as Back to the Future. I don't know why I have to trend down good games. This is a great game. Phenomenal game. I love you, Dwight. Forty. This is good stuff. Zombie Yeti on artwork? But no, the people are getting rid of them right now. I have to report the facts. I think there's like eight online right now. And wow, that's that's almost half of the number of Halloweens listed. Mm. I thought you were going to really burn and say half of the number that left the factory. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. People love the Turtles theme. The biggest complaint I hear about Turtles is that it's too hard. And on location, because we do have one on location at Pizza mm-hmm. West, a lot of people are not sure how to play it. Like They know how to put coins in and play it. But I they get that. But are confused by what they're trying to achieve. It can be a little bit confusing for the layperson so i can see it i can definitely see it but what a fantastic game and some people i mean it has been out a while some people may be like i gotta make room for godzillas or alien louis vuittons <laughs> hey it's me what is it sammy vuitton <laughs> sammy vuitton i'm louis hey, brother right. i offer you a great bag at an affordable discount price oh no mr nordman don't come after me i swear i'm not a criminal Where's your license? <laughs> we have licenses in pinball, and you will have a license to deal in your knockoff bags. <laughs> now swear to me that you'll never cheat the law again. <laughs> I swears it, Mr. Nordman. I swears it. It's not a merce. It's a satchel. Let me. I got, I got five kids to feed. You're not Benny from Total Recall. What are you talking about? <laughs> Total Recall was a really cool game idea that I wish I had come up with. It was two pinball machines, merged as one, but not crappy like Joust. Kamikau is my hero. I think it might have been Kamikau. Oh, sorry, Turtles. Thank you, Nordman. Unfortunately, Trini down this week is flipping out. Pe- Wait. Hold <gasps> oh. Be something. I'm writing the editors of the pinball market trend right now. <laughs> that would be Melissa at Cointaker. Hey. <laughs> Coingiver. Uh, Coingiver. <laughs> did I secure Coingiver.com? Uh, I may have. You might have. I may have secured that domain. Flipping Out Pinball is trending down this week. Kind of. This is a little this is a little uh, little tongue in cheek here. I, I I got grilled pretty good. Pretty pretty good. Awards to Larry David on Pinball Enthusiast this last week because I did not quickly enough respond to a new customer. And I admittedly dropped the ball. So when shit comes up and I make mistakes, I can't hide it. I have to announce it. And if numbers don't lie and I only report the facts, Dennis, I have to do so here on my baby of a brainchild that is pinball market trends. The good news is that following just a, a situation of a new buyer and trying to figure out how to fix a, a broken game out of the box, which sucks, they, I had a lot of support. Nicole and I had a lot of support. And individuals say, no, 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 I promise you flipping out's good. Just... Give them a sec. But yeah, I just, I dropped the ball and I wanted to apologize again publicly to that one individual. Uh, Since then, we have gone above and beyond to make it right. Individuals had a tech out there. We're working on issues out of the box. If it doesn't, I'll get a damn brand new game for them if we can't get it working. So, but it sucks that uh, they had an issue the day of Godzilla launch and it just, it went 
a handful of hours before I could get to him. <sighs> yeah, you sound pretty bad at this. This is probably why I never buy from you. I messed up. I, don't, I still messed have... up like uh, calling out uh, someone in the deals of the WTF who was a customer. <laughs> is it to that degree of messed up or is this like a more minor like That's this fun. is all sorted out. So it's not really an issue. Anymore. I don't even know if I told the listeners that that one you of those, didn't one of those topper deals of the week <laughs> was a customer. I was like, oops, sorry. This is why you shouldn't do deals of the WTF. Oh. But I got to. I really no, got to. No, it used to not be a part of the segment. I know. It's coming. But for now, let's talk about saving you a buck or two. And deals of... No, I'm going to edit that out. No, we're not doing deals of the week because there are no deals of the week. If there are, I think Delt had one this last week and it got gobbled up really, really quickly. This week, we're going to kind of just... We're going to kind of morph this. We're going to... Uh, it's malleable. We're going to we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna mess with it and clay like... Oh, my love. No, I won't sing. We're going to ghost it. And we're going to call it deals of the... Meh. And deals of the meh means that these interests Because Pinball people love ghosting, so go on. This interests me. It may not be a screaming deal, but it's not a deal of the WTF either. I'm going to point you to the direction of Pinside right now, listing for the Adams Family Gold, number 324. We know, listening, these are really tough to get your hands on. Uh, and this one's 16500 which at first glance you're going to be like, you're out of your mind. But, eh, it's oboe. I don't know. I don't think it's horrible. It looks clean. These things are really hard to get. So I don't think you're, I don't think you're doing horrible if you get this for 16000 I really don't. Do I personally find it worth the money to even go gold on this particular model? No. But collectors that like this title do. So if you're a big, avid, Adam's family's got to be in a signature collection kind of person, I think this one might be it. Looks good. Bye, bye, bye! What do you think about that, Dennis? Deals of the eh. It's not bad, right? Well, it sounds accurate. I mean, I don't I don't I don't have any con- like I don't like Adam's family very much as a game. Yeah. And it wasn't formative for me like it is, but uh, for so many people. So I know a lot of people like it's the game they think of when they hear pinball. So it's mm. just different for them than it is for me. And your additional deals of the eh is on Pinside as well. It's a Rick and Morty White Wood, also known as they're calling it Janky Wood. Okay. I don't know if I went with that post here. But uh, it's the original Whitewood machine used to make Rick and Morty by Spooky Pinball. Denise made the game, and then Eric Kripke used this to program the game. Plays well, using latest code. Some parts of the game were constructed as mock-ups. They're not mounted the way it should be. Look at the spaceship or the garage lights, etc. They're wanting $12,000 for this, and I don't think it's bad. Bye, bye, bye! I, it's not, again, not a screaming deal. Because what makes Rick and Morty so great are the things that this is missing. But mm, this is a piece of history. I mean, you're right. Yeah. I, I, again, it's so the market for like historical Whitewood stuff in pinball has not typically been Agreed. like on par it's with real low. games. Yeah. So that's where I'm not sure about it commanding more than a Rick. I know it's weird because people are like, well, it's a one of a kind piece of history. And that's all true. But mm. for most collectors, they're not after that sort of stuff. Correct, so, yeah. and we've seen that with older things before, which will be like, Hey, here's this really ancient thing. And it, here's this stuff. And it'll be like 2,500. So I'm, you know, I don't know. Maybe I did have the chance last year. Ooh, I don't know if I can even say this. You can't. It's a secret. I don't think I, I had the chance to buy the TNA prototype and I damn near pulled uh-huh. the trigger. But then you remembered you hate single level games. Not correct. Not uh, mostly correct. 
I love Meteor. I love Beatles. No, not correct. If you loved Beatles so much, there shouldn't have been 200 more to make. It's just because of the cabinet size or the leg size. I still don't know what it is. <laughs> Something has your weird size. Yeah. You, mister, I don't care about fonts on inserts and your lineup sizes, though. Ugh. Yeah. I, eh. If any listener out there legit knows if the Beatles is shorter in stature because of the cabinet, because of the head, because of the legs, or all of the mixture, please email us at pinballnetwork at gmail.com because I legit don't know. And I thought about unboxing one of these golds that I received for my collection. That's how much I love it. But I'm going to have to have Schmitty, my best friend and restoration guy, match it with the other games. But we don't know where to start. I guess with a f***ing tape measure, Zach. <sighs> Deals of the... Deals with WTF this week, Willy Wonka. This one, I'm uh, trying not to be mean here, because they did have this up on September 24th, which is t- the same day that they announced Willy Wonka's are going back on the line, but they're trying to get for their Ellie 12200 and the new box price is 11000 so why would you do this? Because you don't want to wait. It's got a topper. Okay, you don't want to wait, that's good. It's got the shooter rod. It's got the topper. So you may have the extra expense and get because those toppers are gone. Still think they're only 300 bucks. You got some cliffies. Nah, it's just no, no. John Rez out of Round Hill, Virginia. Not going to happen. And if you're our customer, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But no, it's not going to happen. This could have happened a week and a half ago, but you're late to the party. And for you, it's a sell, sell, sell. Sell, sell, sell. Nope, you're going to have to drop that down to, and drop it down to 11K. Give people, what Dennis said, getting it quicker, getting the topper and the shooter rod. Do you think Willy Wonka appreciates, or because of this run, Dennis, you start seeing them cheaper? That's a tough one. I'm not going to say, because it depends if they're making 100 or 1,000 of them. So, yeah, more than 100. Uh, so, yeah, it, it could help. Uh, I would assume it would help push the price down or at least stop it from going up. That'd be my guess. But. I think you see maybe the CEs go up a little bit. Maybe. I think you might see that. There, I think Joe Fox is selling a CE right now for a pretty good price. I think it's like 13 But I don't think the CE price is affected by this. I think that just is whatever is going on. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you might be right there. Dennis is right yet again, but what will never be wrong is your favorite segment in all of pinball podcasting, and it's called a Pinball Market Trends. All right, let's close down the show. Dennis, where can people reach you between now and two weeks from now? Oh, they can always email at eclecticgamerspodcast.gmail.com. Easiest way to reach me. G-me-easy. Yeah, or you can reach him at thepinballnetwork at gmail.com. I'll forward it to him. You can reach me there as well. Straight down the middle, you can reach us there too. SDTMPinballGmail.com and Flipping Out Pinball. That's a place where you go when you want to buy a brand new pinball machine or arcade or accessories. And you can do that this week by purchasing the product showcase item, Star Wars The Pen Comic Edition. If you want the nicest art, you got to go with the pen now. Sorry. Put it in your break room. Put it in your lake house. Why not have an extra game on hand whenever you're trying to get along with your in-laws? My in-laws have two pinball machines. <laughs> yeah, well, after you slapped the ass of the one, they kind of had to. It wasn't a slap. It was actually worse. It was a grope. It was a oh inner thigh grope. Oh, damn it. Damn it. She still doesn't look at me the same way. Or you can pre-order Willy Wonka Ellie from Flipping Out Pinball. 
as a reminder, so this can be confusing. We have things on the website, but we really pride ourselves on not requiring a deposit on new Stearns Pro and Premium. We do require a deposit on Stern LEs. Actually, full, full. You have to pay in full. Now by deposit, I mean full price. Uh, yeah, by deposit. Well, I'm I'm talking about the, this Willy Wonka. So there is a one thousand dollar non refundable deposit. People go on the website and they see eleven thousand dollars and they're like, wait, I'm only supposed to pay a deposit. Why is there eleven? That's the thing. If you buy them on the website, it's full price. If you contact me, email at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at flip the letter N out pinball.com, we will issue you an invoice of just that uh, just that $1,000 deposit. Godzilla pre-orders. You want one? Man, selling Godzilla COVID. <clears throat> Godzilla pre-orders are available. Accessories available. You see how I say that now? <laughs> the pre-order is <laughs> available now. Bye, yep. bye, bye. I don't know when the accessories are coming. There's a lot of pre-orders. I can still get I can still get a pro a little bit sooner than I can a premium. A lot sooner than I can a premium. Big Buck Hunter reloaded panorama. Stranger Things art blades. The die cut armor on Avengers art blades. Baby Groot. Baby Groot Guardians of the Galaxy shooter rod. That one's going to be going up. His actual name is Groot Goo. Groot Goo. <laughs> Sorry. That's pretty good. Sorry. Jurassic, Sorry, Star Wars fans. Jurassic Park toppers. To I think we still have a couple toppers left. Amber shooter rods I overordered, so honestly, no rush. You can probably wait two months and I'll still have those things. Deadpool, we have all of the, I think we may have armor left. Stranger Things shooter rods back in stock. Those are the UV stuff, guys. The same thing is going to happen for the Stranger Things shooter rod. Buy it now. Banners as well. Mando accessories still supposed to roll. I don't know where those are at. No timeline for the topper. The topper's going to sell games, and that Mando already sells itself, but good stuff. Escalator turnaround time, 8 to 10 weeks. What is What went on last week at TPN? Well, I'll tell you. Just another pinball podcast. They were going to do a really special guest, Triple Drain, but hashtag things. So that didn't happen, but we got Travis Murray instead as the guest on Just Another Pinball Podcast with Joel Engelberth. Did you listen yet? I did. It was a good time. They spent a lot of time talking about price increases. I had to yell a couple times on there because I was like... I knew you'd be filled with the rage. I was like, do you guys not listen to the pinball show? Come on, Travis. I think we're supposed to get this week at TPN final round pinball podcast, I believe. I think so. We'll get a free play pinball podcast. I think TPN's kind of the place for media now. Are we not? That's the podcast place. We we have a lot of it. We got a lot of that stuff. Uh, Follow, like, and subscribe. Also want to mention a couple things TPN related here. I believe tomorrow, the 28th of September, we have a stream hosted by Georgia Don't Panic Flip. Another battle. This time it's between, oh man, I love his name. Jedi McMuffin versus the Pensomniac on Deadpool. Mm. A head-to-head paddle on Deadpool. Check it out at twitch.tv slash don't panic flip. The action starts at 10 p.m. Mountain. And for everyone who doesn't live in Mountain, 98% of these listeners, it's going to be 9 o'clock Central. I think it's 9 o'clock Central. No, it's 11 o'clock Central. Shit. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. As well as in three weeks from now, the Pinball Super Series. District 82, one weekend, six tournaments, cash prizes, over 100 pinball machines. Streaming live October 14th through the 17th on Twitch. Go to Fox City's Pinball for that. Sponsored by District 82, Fox City's Pinball Stream. And flip it. No. The Pinball Company. Sponsored by the Pinball Company? Really? Come on, Tom. 
and some really fun stuff coming in the next month or so from the Pinball Network. Right, Dan Dan? Uh, yeah. For Dennis Creasel, I'm Zach Minnie. Always remember, hey, if you're looking for a Sammy version, Sammy Vuitton, Aliens, you can go to the Coin Taker or you can go to Flipping Out Pinball. Maybe a bye, bye, bye. There he is. And always practice safe pinball. And the next time that you're playing in a pinball tournament, once the person that's player one gets done playing, then you may proceed as player two to plunge the ball. But but only then. Up. So long, everybody. Live action. I, I <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot. No, that's what we already had. Oh, Dennis Hopper's greatest role. Oh, I love that. Remember the television show? I used to have the tapes. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't watch that. It was the guy. Remember in Happy Gilmore, uh, the guy's like, "You're not going to get out of the sand trap, you jackass." That's mm. the guy who played Luigi. Oh, always want to go with Sizzler, Shooter McGavin, or the Olive Garden, <laughs> or the Red Lobster. Fuck, I forget which one it was. They all blend. That's right. They're all the same. I invented the chilies. I invented that. <laughs> we lost our chilies in Evansville. It's so sad. Oh, one... oh, come on. No one. Chilies oh. is like Applebee's negative one. No one cares. I do. I love chilies. <laughs> That's like the one chain restaurant I fucking love. No baby back ribs for you. <laughs> A cheese queso. Tortilla oh. chip kind of guy. It's so good. Okay. Barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night Got that Bourbon Street stay with the Oreo shake And some whipped cream on the top too Two straws, one shot, girl, I got you Bougie like Natty in the styrofoam Squeaky squeaking in the truck bed all the way home See Alabama jamming, she my Dixieland delight That's how we do, how we do Fancy like